0: So Janet Lee, I'll tell you what it is about your organ playing that is just absolutely outstanding. It's the spirit of it. The spirit of your playing just resounds. God bless you. And hello, everybody out there. Well, hang and hold, I have so much to cover. And I want to review just quickly a few little points. want to talk about a few things in number seven and, and a thing or two that might even have touched here and there on other teachings. But we're, we're talking about God is an invisible God, a spirit. That's the first presence. And we've discovered for you in scripture and shared it with you how that the Holy Ghost is a duality in the major sense, and then it is other kinds of dualities in other senses, and that the holy ghost you know it it has a a, a spirit uh, part, a father part, a son part, and there is the holy ghost's first presence, the Holy Ghost's second person uh the holy ghost. Uh, as the Son, so we got, we got the, the Spirit, the Father, the Son. And the Spirit, of course, if we're talking the First Presence, the, the Holy Ghost of the God of gods that never leaves the first domain, then that's the First Presence representation in the First Person of the Holy Spirit. And then we have the Father, the second person, and the Son, the third person. And this whole thing that comes in is thirty, sixty, 100 fold in reverse, because Jesus said, My Father is greater than I. And then we know that the Father is taught by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost in his personifications. That fills the entire whole universe even if you go to hell the Bible says that God is there by the Holy Ghost and it is just an amazing, awesome and beautiful thing. There's another thing too we we, uh, we did a little teaching and we talked about Ecclesiastes 12 and uh, where it says uh, in the 6th verse uh, that before you go to your long home, you know uh, you need to really seek your Creator, and that is a specifically interesting and important uh, uh, verse there, chapter one. Uh, pardon me, verse one of chapter twelve, and to remember, which is actually an, a gift of the of the Holy Ghost to be able to remember, and and it says, you know, before you go to your long home, and you know, and you haven't had the chance to accomplish these things, or or before the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then your body will return to dust and your spirit will return to God who gave it. But there's a certain amount of vanity in that if you haven't accomplished what you're supposed to accomplish. So someone says, well, could you more specifically describe the meanings of like the silver cord, the golden bowl, the pitcher at the fountain? Wheel at this cistern. Sure. Write this down. Silver cord. Flesh life of man. Golden bowl. Spirit of the flesh man. Pitcher at the fountain. Soul essence of man. Wheel at the cistern. Processes of regeneration of the spirit soul of a mortal. Then we have so much Oh, we want to go over a few things of, of seven that are just so absolutely outstanding. Uh, one of the things, you know, like last week, there was uh, 12 circuits that I never even got to read and finish on last week. And we're going to maybe I'll touch on some of that right now, and we'll uh, reconvey just a few points of number seven. Um, <clears throat> keep in mind in our teachings. That the heaven of heavens, heaven of heavens, is a pure energy spirit world called the first domain. And entities um, uh, do not have physical bodies. There are no males or females, no sex orientations in the first domain. Someone says, well, there's the Father. That is not the first domain. That is at the Father's house planet which is in this universe. And it's very clear in the 14th chapter of the book of St. John that that is the case. It's a place that still has to be prepared and made ready. You don't prepare anything to be made ready in the heaven of heavens. Now God is, is spirit in the first domain of the heaven of heavens. He's not the father, not the son, not the mother. He is a spirit and they that worship God, in the first domain, worship Him in spirit. And we have to learn even in not in not being in the first domain to worship in the spirit. We'll talk about that l- uh, later, Lord willing. Spirits do have individual personalities, and they each have their own unique spirit-mind intelligence and memory and resonance. So each spirit is a spirit that has its own type of cognizance. Now, there were twelve circuits that I just ran out of time, I didn't get to mention, but it repeats this one that I just said, which is in John 4:24. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him, must worship him in spirit and truth. And I think that people need to take a look at that and say, well, how am I worshiping God? Well, I think that most of the time that when a lot of the Christians worship God, they're worshiping to Jesus Christ in the body of flesh. And um, uh, they are missing out on the reduction. They're missing out on the important thing that Jesus taught in the Lord's Supper. This is my flesh. Man shall not live by bread alone. This bread represents my flesh. Man shall not live by that alone. Eat this and do it in remembrance of me. This drink is my blood. Drink this and do it in remembrance of me. So in that act of uh, Eucharist and communication, he incessantly is vanishing the body and the physical. And when you vanish it, what is left, as in this verse I read in, in uh, Ecclesiastes, when the body ceases, then it says the spirit returns to God. Now everybody thinks of that as being a long journey, but it, 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 it can be nothing even less than the meaning of the, the, the person's spirit returning to become uh, the angel that they once were, or he once was, or she once was, etc. So, God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit. So people, you know, they worship and they think, oh, Jesus, you know, you died on the cross. And, and yes, he did. And that, that's beautiful. Uh, but, but you can't just abide there forever. And, the, and I think it's the sixth chapter of Hebrews that says, you know, you've got to go on to perfection. You can't keep renaming the resurrection. You can't keep renaming, uh, you know, all those incredible things, uh, you know, that it talks about. And, and we'll get into that just a little bit here. Uh further, so how then do you really <laughs> worship in the spirit? You know what is the Holy Ghost, and what are the what are the gateways what are the the places of spiritual passion that far exceed physical passions what What is that? well, Paul writes in Corinthians and he says. You know, you're human, but you're also spirit. So he says, when you start getting into the, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost, he says there's a place. And he says that you will pray in the spirit and sing in the spirit. Then he says you'll have times when you will pray in your physical person, because you have physical needs, And you'll sing in your physical person because those songs help lift you and get through life. And so there is two sides, and they're both essentially important. And this thing about being able to sing in the Spirit and be able to pray in the Spirit, well, you know, you take the Lord's Prayer, and that first little bit starts out really Enunciate, enunciates spirit, my Father which art in heaven, and that's the highest order of a body entity, because the Holy Ghost is not a body entity. It can personify, take body entities, but generally it's a spirit. So the highest uh, level is the Father, and Jesus said you should pray in in the Father. You should pray to the Father, and and. My Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus said, my will is not to do my 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 desire. My will is to do my Father's desire. And you know then that the Father who taught Jesus the resurrection was taught by the Holy Ghost, which was saying the same thi- thing. In, in 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 the Father. My well is to not do my well, but my well is to do the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's well, which represents the holy, holy, holy God of gods of all gods is the heaven of heavens. Heaven being pure energy place, and the heavens being physical energy places. And so one of the spirit things we can do is say thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's spirit. That's spirit. You know. Now, give us this daily bread. That's the man's side. That's the physical human side. And there's nothing wrong with that prayer. But when you started off with thy will be done, that spirit. And then when the scripture says seek and this is teachings of Jesus, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all ALL of these other things will be added unto you. Now that spirit, putting the will of God, putting the Spiritual things, seeking it first, putting that first—that's spirit. And then the other thing that comes after that, then you have some room and you have some time for the for the flesh part, for the human side. A lot more to it than that. There's the seeing in the spirit and the seeing in just your natural body life. We'll get onto that one day. Okay. That's circuit one. Circuit two. No place in the universe exists that does not have the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Psalms 139. 7. KJV. Three. The Holy Ghost is involved in creation. Psalms 104. 3. Four. God put the Holy Spirit within Moses. Isaiah 63. 11. And remember, the Holy Spirit was not supposed to have been poured out yet because that was the duality, that was the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ that would not be poured out till he was glorified. And then he would share his spirit, which was far greater than anything that Moses did or that Elijah did. But they were two chief persons that did share spirit, and they ended up being represented on the Mount of Transfiguration. Five, the Holy Spirit provides direction sense for Zith Pilate's. Yeah, you can see in this scripture in Ezekiel 120 where that there are beings that are in this moving spacecraft, but how do they go? Where do they go? When do they go? Well, it says that wherever, wherever the Spirit went, that's where they went. Now there's another Spirit thing, finding the will of God. And you find the will of God you are really opening up the treasures of, of heaven. And and uh, we can see where in this uh, Ezekiel 1.20, you know, that the Holy Spirit divides directions since, even how to get around through the physical heaven. Six, the Holy Spirit gave levitation powers to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 11.1. 1. The Holy Spirit can read the minds of persons. Ezekiel 11.5. 8. David received the Holy Spirit ghost, the exacting information needed for his son Solomon to build the Lord's house. This also covered the, the sacred aspect of weights and kinds of items and coverings and designs. Wow. 9. This same kind of information was revealed to Moses as the patterns received on Mount Sinai by 20,000 angels and Yaviel. Read First Chronicles. 10, Simeon, or Simeon, however you like to say it, or Simon, an old priest, was told by the Holy Ghost prior to the birth of Jesus Christ that he would witness before his death the Lord's Christ, Luke two twenty-five through 30. You know, those kind of things are possible. You fasten your heart and your mind and the spirit and seek first the kingdom of God, And God will give you a promise. And it will be part of your commission. The holy commission that God gives you for directives of what you are to do. And he'll say, okay, hang on, hang and hold. Don't get any idea about dying. Don't get any idea about passing on. Because you are not to pass on until your eyes have laid upon the Lord's Christ that's going to be born and brought into the temple where you are. Wow. Eleven, the term gird, gird up your mind, is abbreviation of the word girdle. That's G-I-R-D, and girdle, G-I-R-D-L-E, as in gird up the loins of your mind. Twelve, there is the curious girdle of Exodus 28, 27 through 28. Exodus 28, 27 through 28, and the golden girdle of Revelations 1.13. These belong to great mysteries to be revealed at some time not too long from now. Wow. Well, come dream with me a Holy Ghost wish. Open the unexpressed Holy Ghost, the unexpressed Soundtron, the unexpressed... Or a soul, the unexpressed spirituality. Even there's some fantastically good things that are not expressed. That if they were expressed in your body, in your DNA, you would be far more healthy and have far more strength and far more character. So we need to express the unexpressed. Are you engaged? with a search, a search for your inner and outer connections? Are you engaged in searching connections to the wave forms and the skyscapes of the universe? If you want to know what love really is, answer the question, what is the Holy Ghost? If you want to find your destiny while on Earth, answer the question, what is the Holy Ghost? If you want to understand the purpose of your life, ask the question, what is the Holy Ghost? If you want to feel the vibrations of life, if you want to see the auras of life, if you want to understand the present meaning of time, if you want to understand what the future holds, ask, what is the Holy Ghost? There are things that are to be expressed that are unexpressed. There are things that are to be known that are unknown. God wants you to cross from the the gulf of of ignorance into the gulf of revealed light, manifested light. If you want to know what is immortality, what really is immortality? If you want to know how to plant a garden of paradise in your mind, if you want to discover the the, the closest treasure nearest to you what is the closest thing what is the closest gift I could I could at this point open up with just where I'm at right now just as I am what, what cleansing wave could come my way and I'm just not that far from it I could almost touch it I could almost feel it I could almost breathe it what would that be Ask the Holy Ghost, what is the Holy Ghost? Wow. If you want to stroll in the sparks that lit the cosmic generations, if you want to breathe eternal, eternal ages, if you want to kiss with the holy kiss that reveals ancients and heals, if you want the power of will that brings you to speak poems which can create stars and fill nights with their beautiful shinings. Yeah. Wow. God is speaking to some people out there. I can feel it. He's definitely speaking to some people. If you want to become spiritual, enough to shine like the sun, to shine like the star, to raise living things from the dust. If you want to be of a nature that has a personal relationship with God, if you want security for your family and yourself, if you want to find the, the consciousness, consciousness, whoa, the consciousness of your soul, something else that is unexpressed. If you want to find the consciousness of your soul, ask the Holy Ghost. Ask the Holy Ghost to reveal that illusion and show you what the consciousness really is. If you want to have peace that passes beyond all perturbance, if you want evidence about truth, then pray. My Father who lives in heaven, your kingdom come, your will be done. Wow. Wow. God is speaking. God is speaking. Well, what is this thing on consciousness? Well, (laughs) that can be quite the subject. This thing on consciousness is uh, unusual. And it's a subject that um, we need to talk about. And let's just mention a few parts of it. What is consciousness? But do you know that recently, not that long ago, I was sharing this with you I think last week or the week before, that they discovered that when a person speaks into their body and they speak in the language that they understand, as they understand it, that your DNA and your cells are able to read that in the knowledge of what you're Body is conveying. But that's only one part of it. Did you know by using electrical nodes on the specific particular places connected to the head, the cranium, and beaming in on certain parts of the brain that they found out that a person who does sign language, like, say, for the deaf, And they can't speak. Some people can't speak. They do sign language. And that when they speak sign language, they found out that it shows up on an electrical circuit graft in colors, proving that even complex language is processed the same by the body, whether spoken in sign language or verbal that the body understands even that sign language that it takes through the vision of the eye because the eye is part of the brain. And that it's not just knowing what that means, but it means that just, just the seeing of that, it has a certain understanding of it. One time we had a convention and we called it Mining, M-I-N-I-N-G, the heavens. And that a, was a beautiful title. But in our latest way of looking at it, we might change that to minding, M-I-N-D-I-N-G, the heavens, girding up the loins of our mind. Wow. So, we go on and we go on with all of these incredible things. We, We see that that this message is not minor. That this message is not just something to pass up like it's frivolous. This thing of the Holy Ghost, this thing of these words that I'm sharing with you are absolutely amazingly manifesting. Okay, briefly, in part seven, just to hit a few flashes, we talked last week that a lot of people are still worshipping Jesus Christ on the cross and that's beautiful but the scripture does say let's go on to perfection not lay in again these wonderful works because you're supposed to have achieved that and once you achieve it then you go on on up the steps of the ascending lattice ladder and we said if people could really understand it and really know it where the really powerful thing that Jesus did, which was before the cross, was when he was led by the Spirit up to the Mount of Temptation and he defeated Lucifer, Satan on that mountain. That was the real victory. And that was a prelude to the Mount of Transfiguration. That prepared him for the Mount of Transfiguration. You know, when he was up there, Satan said, Let me show you what I can do. And he took him around. The Bible says the devil did this. And took him up and set him on top of like of a high temple type of thing and set him up on another spot. Maybe took him up in a, a zam and showed him all the world and said, This can all be yours if you just fall down and worship me. Jesus said, You get behind me, you dirty devil. Don't mind if I threw in a couple adjectives there. And so. As we look at those things that we covered last week, they're so important. We emphasized in the 68th chapter Psalms the 20,000 angels and their ships that came down on the mount and revealed the patterns to Moses. And that later how that the Spirit revealed those same kind of patterns to David. And David gives the, the testimony of that. And he tells it in the Bible that the Spirit... The Holy Spirit taught him those things. We talked about the LHC robot, the CERN. We talked about, and this is such an incredible thing, should be re-mentioned, about the thermal temperatures that it can create on Earth. 100,000 times the center of the sun. Right here on Earth, Geneva, Switzerland, Generating heat 100,000 times the center of the sun. And gravity, how that it is creating gravity 100,000 times the gravity of our earth, that our earth creates. Well, you know, there's just all kinds of things that are happening, folks, that people do need to know about. There's just all kinds of incredible things. I want to share some of those with you here before too long before we get through this. We talked about the missing links. Isaiah 43, 16 says, I'll make darkness light unto unto you. We talked about the loops. Exodus 26, KJV. And those were all metaphorical revelations revealed to Moses. Mount Sinai. And we, we showed you some of the meanings, like loop one, God is love, loop two, God is spirit, loop three, God is light, loop four, God is life, loop five, God is sound, loop six, God is vision, loop seven, God is hearing. <coughs> Excuse me. There is so much more as it goes on to those teachings, the loop being part of the missing link and the Holy Girdle, and which is both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, or the Old Testament called the Curious Girdle, and the New Testament the Holy Girdle, and we're going to get into that one of these days. We revealed this incredible sensational stuff that's going to be in the Black Hole Manual, the Biom Atron, and the Biom Omega, Atron, and the Alpha Tron, and the Domatron effect, and the incredibility of those revelations, are nothing less than sensational. And then we told how that this week we're going to be talking, on part eight, about the trackers of the spirit, and when we get into that, which is right now today, it's going to accentuate on the personification of the Holy Ghost. And how that it has a personification in the form of a dove, a personification in the form of tongues, and other personifications. And it would not even be out of line to call that a holy phantom. A holy phantom from the first domain, representing God, the Almighty, because it is a personification. And. We were showing how that the bible says in ezekiel seven twenty three to make a chain, and how all of those connections were ways of God leading us on a commission to learn things and there's so much in that i I hope that you're re listening to these teachings, and I want you to know that we're putting all these Teachings into books of of about five uh, holy, what is the Holy Ghost teachings? And we're making sure that every scripture is correct because sometimes when we go through things real fast, we can sort of misquote a scripture or, you know, mispronounce a word when we're jungling through things. But it's going to have all those things down and be just wonderful to read. We've already basically got the first book done, and it's a sensation and we'll be talking about details on that you know and and we you know we we talked about these twenty thousand angels again and again because that's such a big thing that happened uh sixty eighth chapter of psalms and um <coughs> how that star that paul just reaches star height and in his insights and and his uh Story of the transfiguration that was accomplished uh, uh by uh, by abraham and by, then by Jesus Christ uh on the Mount of Transfiguration uh we talked about photo translation photo transition uh we we just covered a lot of a lot of important things that were so very very important so i just I just hope and pray that you can appreciate what the Holy Ghost is, is saying, what the Holy Ghost is revealing. Because what the Holy Ghost is saying, what the Holy Ghost is revealing is nothing less than the incredible of the incredible. Now what was I going to mention before I get into number eight here? Well in 2015, and this is for the people out there, when I talk about black holes, that will say something like, ah, that's just a bunch of baloney. There aren't any such things as black holes out in space. Well, in 2015, there was a sign, a sign that was made and that was put up. And a great gravity of a rapidly spinning black hole mass monster, ripped apart a gigantic star, causing an extraordinary event of the brightest, the brightest, the brightest super luminous supernova ever seen in the history of telescopes, in the history of the Earth. And it was so bright that it outshone the entire entire output. Now, come on, hear this. So bright, it outshone. It outshone the entire output of the 100 billion stars plus of the Milky Way. All of the stars of the Milky Way, uh, over 100 billion of them, of our galaxy that we live in, this one explosion that happened as a black hole was ripping apart this gigantic star. And what was the size of that star? Well, that star that was gobbled up by the black hole was said to have had a mass of 100 million times the mass of our sun, which, of course, is a star. You got it? It gobbled up by the black hole and created the supernova as it was splitting apart. And there's a whole process for how and why that happens. 100 million times the mass of our sun. Well, I want to tell you, Holy Ghost, part eight. We did a little announcement on it about the spirit subject is vast and wide-ranging. There's good spirits, there's evil spirits. Spirits can transform in appearance, in essence. Discerning of spirits is very, very sensitive talent. Through a complicated series of erroneous identifications, many students search, but they've come to denote summations of belief that are deeply off track to the truth. Strange as it is, there is a pampered spiral cavity of thinking entrenched in the common mind that seeks the origin of reality that always glues to the wishes of the personal exaltation. And this trap is so influential, it is a hoop of thinking that constantly replays in different phases of mental display. To overcome those nature consequences of thinking, one must plow the thoughts of their mind and overturn them. Overturn them many times until new sequences can arise. There are many cognate influences of ancestry of the DNA that must be recognized for what, what they are. This is why a lattice change can be necessary. The adoptions of new words are a profound way to gain elevated thinking. When Jesus and when Peter and some of the disciples began to speaking, they said, never, never man spoke like this. They were using new terms and new words. The Holy Manifest uses new terms and new wor- words. There's more than 5,000 entries of the Holy Manifest which exceeds Shakespeare's 5,000 words that he added to his Shakespearean writs. And these words can help you gain the kingdom. They can help you overcome the mortal flesh. So get out of the comic strip of life and quit borrowing wrongly derived conclusions. When a key is put into a slot of a door and it opens the lock then you have a working key. Otherwise, you are messing with lost time. The Bible has an outside meaning and an inside meaning. A visible Bible and an invisible Bible. The outside relates to the physical world. The inside relates to the spirit abode. And God, who is spirit, belongs to the invisible Bible side. So, I bid you, in a call of faith, in a call of brotherhood, and sisterhood, to step into the spirit realm and to listen as I begin to share with you what is the Holy Ghost, Part 8, Subtopic Spirit Trackers. Janet Lee at the organ. Once again in the spirit of the spirit god bless you janet and here we go ladies and gentlemen what is the holy ghost part 8 subtopic spirit trackers there are those people who try to get who try to let the holy ghost breathe on them you know the song let it breathe on me let it breathe on me and they have great difficulty in breathing the holy breath in. Some people feel it like a little shimmering or a little vibration on the outside of their body. But there's something powerful about breathing the breath in. What happened to Adam when God breathed in him the soul of life? A whole soul can be breathed by God. So because we have in us the signal of the aura soul, we need that breath of God to come in and resonate with that signal and at times give a certain kind of life essence to it. But there is a law. The law of displacement is the main interference problem that keeps people from really fulfilling that experience of breathing in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. If your vessel is full of carnal things, and I'm not saying that everything carnal is evil, sometimes it's just carnal. Nevertheless, until you empty out some of those carnal fillers, you'll not have space for the working of the Holy Ghost. It's not that the Holy Ghost needs all that much room, but you need that much room for new space to happen in you that's filled with the Holy Spirit. Last week, as I was trying to recover some of these things on part 7, we we talked about the the missing links, make a chain. That, by the way, is in Ezekiel 7.23 KJV. We discussed the possibility of going back into time or forward into the future. There will be some people that say that is not possible. They deny that Jesus can forgive sins that were committed many years earlier in life by doing that. That Jesus can cause those sins to be buried and their memory forgotten. Although that is not although that is not a total back in time body trip, it is a back in time subject. We see by scripture that Jesus Christ was a spirit tracker. The Bible says he went back in time to hell to save some lost spirits. And it so happened in the days of Noah that this group of persons had been disobedient and those persons died and their spirits were put in spirit prison. So Jesus went back hundreds of years with his spirit tracking to minister to minister and free those bound spirits. Now check it out. First Peter three eighteen through twenty one, KJV. First Peter four six. It's Bible. In astronomy, lots of things are happening today. I could tell you things that would would be trouble causing for myself because you're not supposed to know all the things that I know by the Spirit. But this is the time of the rise of super-telescopes. It's a great time to live. Today by using huge modern telescopes, astronomers can look back in time and see a star that existed over 300,000 and more year, years ago. When true transition vision is operating in God's people, They will be able to look back in time and see how persons were before their fall. That's a greater amount of time than the best that their their telescopes can do now. What are these? The Bible says, you know, watch for the signs. Watch for the signs above and on the earth. And God spoke to Abraham, the great patriot, who is given the credit with having the fathering of the Abrahamic bosom. And he says, go out and look up at the stars and see if you can count them. Of course, at that immediate time, Abraham didn't totally understand that counting was just not talking about the numerical, the how many, although that factor was there. But we learn later in the scriptures that, that there is a number that represents something very spiritual that belongs to each particular number. And one star differeth from another in glory, Paul writes and tells us in the book of Corinthians. So it's an important time in astronomy. It's an important time for you to understand that in the parallels, if there is a rise of telescopes that are going to make what the telescopes are today antique almost, the extent of what they're going to be able to do is just absolutely amazing. But the parallel to that is that in the spiritual people, in the spirit kingdom, There should be an equal and better rise of the spirit of being able to see. And this revelation about photo transitions and photo translation, it's all a part. It's all a part of that incredible awesome, being able to see. It is a rise of spiritual, spiritual seeing, seeing that far out advantages the telescopes. John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus coming to one of his river baptizing services, he said, behold, and he's talking to his disciples, I have baptized you with water, but here comes the Lamb of God whose shoes I am not worthy to latch. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Ah, what a telescopic, a spiritual telescopic vision that John had. How he incorporated the differentiation of the river baptizing, which was his ministry, in comparison to the spirit baptizing. And the walk of his ministry, to the walk of the ministry of Jesus. And why he says, I'm not worthy to latch his shoes. Because he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. You need to ask the question, what is the Holy Ghost? You need to have that on your mind almost day and night. It needs to become an incessant part of you. A desire, a swelling, growing, flowered, pushing the soil of your life and bursting out its pores. The physical baptism, the resurrection, and all of that, all has its place. You want to read this thing that I read to you about John the Baptist? what he said, yeah, look it up. Verify it. Matthew 3.11, KJV. But the physical baptism and resurrection is important, but not near as relevant. Now, now, some of you might flip out when I say this. The physical baptism and resurrection is important, but not near as relevant as is the universal work of the Holy Ghost. How do we know that? We know that because in Hebrews 6, 1, 2, it lists all of the things, including the baptisms, including many, many things. resurrection, All the different ministering, And it says, setting aside those things. Let's go on. And and those are principles. Set inside those principles of the foundations of the doctrines of Jesus Christ. Let's go on, let us go on to perfection. That's how we know it. So, the beauty of the beauty. You must lay aside the repetition of preaching, even of the resurrection and the baptisms. Otherwise, you're never going to get out of grade three. It's important to absolutely derive at the vivid reality. Here then is a back in time and forward into the future reveal about time travel. The Bible teaches that Levi paid tithes in the loins of Abraham and how that a spirit transfiguration can bring the effect of a transfer of a spirit. Hebrews 7 9 through 10 on this thing about the loins of Abraham. So, the effect of a transfer of spirit without that spirit leaving its actual position, whoa! You can have the effect of of the spirit, and the spirit doesn't have to be like it was in Genesis 1, the spirit moved upon the waters. The spirit can give you an effect causing something to be because you are bringing something that already existed, calling those things that, that were as they, as they are not, and those things that are not as they, as they are and should be. You, you can have the nerve, have the fortitude to believe that this revelation is coming forth now and, 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 and you have been made trustees of it. and and governors of it and destinata of it so that this commission fulfills part by part as it is being written, if all the things were written that should be written, I suppose that not even the world, not even the world could contain it. That's right. It could not contain it. Why could it not contain it? Because it has the revelation about humankind moving out into planets in space and Bible scriptures to show it. Why can the world not contain it? Because it has the revelation of the first domain, the differentiation of the spirit world and the physical world, which is the universe. Because it has all of those awesome, deep, revelant, and rational inputs that are not just contained here on planet Earth. They are beyond the beyond. They are the ultra vires, laws above the laws. They defy the laws of gravity. They defy the laws of levitation. They defy the laws that say nothing can change. Hang and hold. So what are we what are we sharing with you? What are we showing you? Well, we're showing you that. To an extent, this thing about not leaving actual position, but having an effect, goes along with quantum concept of entanglement. So that one atom on this side of the universe, and there's another atom on the other side of the universe, but this atom on this side of the universe doesn't have to travel to that atom on the other side of the universe to get the same effect that it's getting, because there's an entanglement. And alignment, and whatever happens to one, happens to the other. Now, this next thing I'm going to get into. (laughs) Furthermore, it goes along with the Catholic teaching of transubstantiation. That the real presence of Christ is in the sacrament of the Eucharist. A lot of people think that transubstantiation is a creation of the Catholic Church. But that is not the case. Transubstantiation was taught for hundreds of years by the early church. The idea that you take a sample of bread and wine, and though there is no appearance of a physical or chemical change, there is a given evidence that the effect of change is the reality. Because he says, take and eat this. This is, this is, this is my body. This is my blood. Now this thing on the on the, the loins of Abraham, that was in Hebrew 9, oh, pardon me, Hebrews 7, 9 through 10. And I would like to say that this, uh, kind of transformation, transubstantiation is 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 a kind of transformation from the physical into the spiritual. Matthew eighteen eighteen. And what are we talking about in Matthew eighteen eighteen? Well he says whatsoever that you change on earth will be changed in heaven. Whatsoever you you do a certain way on earth you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So when you take a physical item that represents a physical body and the physical blood, and you do that in a Eucharist sacrament or a communion sacrament, and you call it a transubstantiation, that's a beautiful thing. Trans means a cross across the divide, across to the other side. So when the cross to the other side is taking it from the physical to the spirit. So if people look at that and they see it ignorantly. Why, I didn't change into Jesus Christ. Oh yes, you did, by your spirit. The invisible happening is gradually, slowly, very slowly changing as you are doing that in remembrance. Now someone says, oh, well, should we all, you know, rush out and do the sacraments? Well, I'm all behind them. I believe in them. But, you know, originally it was just the meal. It was the Lord's Supper. And it was when they would have meals. And so there are many, many different ways of doing this transubstantiation. And the communion and the Eucharist, that's one. But there are other ways. How you live how you pattern. These are all parts of what brings us into the assimilation of Jesus Christ, so we are taking on His nature. We are taking on His likeness. And so, Matthew 18, 18 tells us that. You change something on earth, you do something on earth, it affects it how in heaven, in, in the spirit. Physical to spirit. Spirit to physical. And so that is the real meaning of transubstantiation. And that ties into a lot of things. At the Lord's supper with his disciples, when at the meal he broke the bread and he said, and this is in Matthew 26, Verse 26 through 29, KJV. Matthew 26, 26 through 29, KJV. He broke the bread. He said, eat, this is my body. He poured out the wine said, drink, this is my blood. Consequently, the act of taking the Lord's Supper became a metaphor of assimilation. It is a merging of the physical pattern and the spirit of reality. So all these points of vision are aligned into one summation. In Revelations 21.6 KJV it's written, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. You're wanting to get into Jesus Christ? You're wanting to get into God? If you just say, I'm just me, just here, just right now, and I'm getting old, or I'm too young, or I'm too dumb, or I'm too ignorant, you're not into God. You're not into the Holy Spirit. You're not into Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He's not only that which is, he's that which was. He's that which was, he's that which is, he's that which is to be. And when you get into him, that's what you get into. And if you're not getting into into that, and that is not being taught to you, and that is not what you are learning, and that is not what you are hearing, then you are on the wrong gospel ship. I know that's sort of crude and tough, but it's fact. You've got to get out of third grade, yeah, it's nice, you know, going to third grade and you know it and you learned it. You've been going there for 25 or 30 years and you never get ahead. And you might be getting behind and not know it because you're not doing the things you're supposed to be doing and going on to perfection like, like Paul taught. I believe that's in the sixth chapter of Hebrews, I think. Yeah, um, many many things that are important. I'm not sure of that scripture, but uh, we'll we'll get to it after a bit. Uh, of, of which particular chapter that's in, but we'll get to it, Lord willing. So this merging of the physical pattern, this spirit of reality, so all these points of vision are aligned unto one summation, unto one summation, and. What that amounts to, um, as I started to read in Revelation 26, uh, 21-6, KJV, Revelation 21-6, I am the Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give life, fountain waters, unto whosoever is thirsty. The knowledge of the Alpha, the Omega, that which was, that which is, that which is to come are the fountain of waters of life, the act of communion or Eucharist. Our beautiful ways to remember the Lord Jesus Christ and our sown steps of regeneration to him these divine services were in the beginning a meal time communion there are many other ways to commune with Christ in the acts of trans assimilation the story uh, and and get get a hold of this so that you don't lose it this joining of one spirit this uh, this, therefore, coming into one spirit, uh, that is so so important not, not uh, to, to uh, miss. Um, you know, I, 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 just, I just don't want you to miss it. Uh, let's read that last part again. Therefore you will be able to have a spirit to spirit merging that with long lost a loved one or saint. Keep in mind this kind of spirit tracking is not in regard to the first domain, uh, the heaven of heavens, uh, that does not happen there, not in that same sense. There is a different kind of mind merging, but that's we're not talking about that just exactly right now. Uh, the way that happens there, this that does not happen there. So there, so until after the universe recedes back into the singularity, or what is to become after that white throne judgment, there are thousands upon thousands of years to have searches uh, by track spirit trackers. If not on Earth, then one of the other planets that humans will have expanded to. And uh, a good scripture for that is the joining into one spirit, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. First 1 Corinthians six seventeen, spirit to spirit merging. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing that the people of God have lived as an unknown. And God is moving us up, up, up the road. God is moving us. Blessed be the name of the holy living God. Wow. So spirit trackers, some day individuals will have a spirit, Holy Ghost surge of desire to want to see their loved ones that passed on, or a saint. In the first seeking, it may be as though one would search the stars and the heavens and seem not near at all to finding their loved one or their soulmate or a particular saint. But then one day the heavens will open and the spirit you are seeking will be like a mighty rushing wind of the Holy Ghost and you'll be able to hear your voice and will hear the one you are seeking and you will each recognize your call. Therefore, let me repeat this again, you will be able to have a spirit-to-spirit merging with that long-lost loved one or saint. Keep in mind that kind of spirit tracking is not in regard that we're referring to now in the first domain, but the heaven of heavens, the heavens of physical worlds. This does not happen in the first domain until after the universe recedes back into the singularity And that can be thousands of thousands of years before all that's going to happen, before the universe is going to close. So a lot of this thing that people are being taught about time is something that is just way off. They don't understand. They don't understand what the Bible is really teaching. So the story is to be told, that is to be told, that should be told, is about Jeremiah and the Matthew story of Rachel. After the slaughter of her children, Rachel weeping for her children refused to be comforted. There were many mothers who must have wept for their children, but none of them were mentioned except Rachel. Of course, that is because Rachel, the wife of Jacob, was the was like a mother of Israel. So the name Rachel, as used, means she stands as a collective for all mothers who suffered this same tragedy. The scripture is evident. Scripture is evident, and this is important, that this event was very extreme and sudden when the army of Herod descended on them, executed their sons two years old and under in Bethlehem and the coast area nearby in hope of destroying the child king to be Jesus the Christ. The event was so extreme that the mothers were put into shock as before their eyes for no reason that they could understand their children were killed. Check it out. Matthew 2.16. They cried and wailed and refused to be comforted until they could see and know their children were all right in their state of death. So the scripture deeply reveals that many of these mothers at their pre-prophesied event were allowed to search and find their children in the spirit world during a short time of merging. And it would take a lot of scripture for me to be able to really get to all the roots and everything to show you this, but if you you know want to read Matthew 2:18 and Jeremiah 3115 through17. About the regeneration of these children being brought back and living again, that obviously was revealed and shown, and there was a, out of that the spirit contact. It's, it's a beautiful thing, what God did for these, because they refused to be comforted. They refused, and the Holy Ghost is not going to leave people who died for Jesus Christ to be comfortless. And that's what they died for, because Herod was seeking to kill any of them that might be the child that Jesus Christ was. All right. It is the root of Rachel's name that tells part of this. For the root means journey. That's what her name means. The root to her name, Rachel, means journey. Wow. And since the lives of Jacob and Rachel were physical and spiritual, that term journey is a duality that covers related events for them in heaven and earth. St. Matthew 2.18, additionally, reveals other base-related meanings of the name Rachel Context that are attached with those base words that mean to call near and far, to call near and far, to call above, so as to no, da- no da- doubt call forth their children This is unquestionably an act of God planned from the foundations of the world. I believe those mothers were allowed to see their children in the spirit lines, rebirthed in Rome, then able to come to Israel as dual citizens. Check out Strong's Concordant Greek Dictionary G for Greek, 3870, G38770, and g Two five six four, and read the ancient prophecy Jeremiah thirty one, fifteen through seventeen KJV. But before anyone gets too caught up with their own interpretations as to what I am introducing, let's talk about visions, in addition to eye visions, which is connected to the brain. Now, in case someone would say, "Well, I don't know why it's important for you to." to go into this thing where you've got to get into the root of the words and all that Hebrew-Greek stuff. Well, you know, apparently the reason that you don't know that is because you don't know the Bible. So if you would turn to Revelations and the last chapter of the book of Revelations, 22, and verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And this is what it is. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. The Bible tells us that one of the last things that was left, and it's in the red letter edition of the words of Jesus Christ, who came by the Spirit and revealed the book of Revelations to John, on the Isle of Pat- Patmos, that the, this is the angelic ministry. It's angelic ministry to the church to understand the root and the offspring, to understand the proper genealogy, to understand the proper connections, to dig into the Word of God. Dig, 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 dive into it. And it's the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. And so don't let someone steal away from you the privilege to know these things by your dive into the Word of God. Because to get to the spirit part of the Bible, the invisible Bible, you have to dive into it to get past the nouns and verbs and predicates and all the things that might be describing physical things. Some of them nice, some of of them not all that nice. You've got to get into the spirit to really understand what all that that means. It's a dive. Blessed be the name of God. Blessed be the name of God. Wow. And so, what do we, we come to? Well, not all kinds of visions are the same. Visions can have different magnitudes. Solomon had a vision in which God spoke directly to him. This was not just a dream. It was a spirit dream. You see, there are many, many different kinds of dreams. And if we went to the awesome book of Job, and we were looking at, Job 33, we would see a very important revelation there in Job 33, verse 14, for God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. Now, some people say, oh, well, he, he repeated it, not necessarily. It means that he has more than one way of speaking, more than one way of of doing things in that dream world and in the vision world. God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not, in a dream and a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men in the slumberings of their bed. Then he openeth the ears of men and sealeth their instructions. It's there in your mind. It's there in a state of suspension. There's things that have been sealed in you, and these are things that are unexpressed, that need to be expressed. And there are these different kinds of visions and these different kinds of dreams. Visions can have different magnitudes. Solomon had a vision, as I said earlier in my reading and my ministering. And God spoke directly to him. This was not just a dream. It was a spirit dream. Most dream visions are subconscious visions, and to most extent are sleep visions. Deep sleep, I. As to dream visions, some visions are deeper than others. Some dream visions are on the fringe of spirit-mind perception, or reception, rather. The fringe of spirit-mind reception. A true spirit... Vision has mind travel capability. I'm not referring to dream vision, mobility. Most spirit visions are photo transitions, and the highest state of a spirit vision is a photo translation. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. The Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. That's the way of God. It's the way of God. Photo translations can share their spirit with another person and have mergings of their spirit minds. They can be a transfiguration. The highest, highest photo translation of the spirit is when a person reaches independent travel. This information is not the category of the chemistry dreams or the figment dreams made up from chemistry signals and parts of the episodes of life information that goes through your perceptions in your brain. Sometimes an array of body chemistry is set off by stress or nervous tensions and produce picture fragments that are mixed with memory. Other times there are memory figments that cooperate, or co- pardon me, collaborate together to make vision dreams. So these figments are like little subatomic particles that form an atom, and they form a a neuron, and that neuron has information in it. And so, sometimes, let me read it again, an array of body chemistry is set off by stress or nervous tensions and produce picture fragments that are mixed with memories. Other times, there are memory figments different than fragments, figments that collaborate together to make vision dreams. Now, vision dreams is different than... Spirit dreams, there's all these different kinds of dreams, all these different kinds of visions. So important for you to understand this. Prophecy vision dreams come from the brain sensory perception terminals, some which are located via the basal ganglia, which nerve stems are near the solar plexus where the spirit abides. The dual spirit photo translation also allows alignment and entanglement of the physical body house of the spirit. In some of these photo translations, a person may begin to experience recalls. As said, wow, wow, recalls. Well, that takes us back to the Holy Ghost. That takes us back to the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost, um, the Holy Ghost will, will help us will show us memories that have been lost. And the Bible calls it in the Old Testament restoration of the paths, Restoration of lost paths. So, here we go. This thing is so important on these recalls. The Bible says that Jesus' spirit photo translated to the spirits in prison and ministered to them who were disobedient during the Noah flood time. So there is a spirit transfer that can be near travel or could be far travel. The whole story of Paul's travel to third paradise has generally not been known. The story goes like this. And by the way, this thing on paradise is in 2 Corinthians 12, 14, or oh, pardon me, start that over, 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4, can't leave out my hyphen there, 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4. The whole story of Paul's travel to third paradise has generally not been known. The story goes like this, after Paul's conversion, when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, Paul began to have, he began to have miserable regrets about the part he had played in the stoning of Stephen. Paul felt that his error was such a sin, it made him chief of those sinners. Paul's great desire, his great desire, and this is important, don't want you to miss it, was to meet Stephen wherever he had ascended and to offer in person his asking of forgiveness. The whole story of Paul spending five years in a desert hiding place, seeking God, was to a large extent about the Stephen's stoning. In fact, the spirit travel of Paul to paradise did allow him to go to the father's house and meet with Stephen and converse his sorrow. Converse his sorrow. I want you to get this, folks because of the part he had, Paul had played in his death on earth. The one confusing thing when he got there was the swoons that exist on Artura, the father's house. And that is such a complicated thing to understand and to explain that it was called unlawful to be uttered, especially at that time. He could not tell about the swoons. He could not tell about all that transition, which has now been made lawful. And he was told he would be off limits for him to reveal. So, another complication was when talking to Stephen, he could not be sure if Stephen was in a physical body or or a radiant made visible that seemed to have physical mass. Now, suppose that at the time that Paul went to the father's house that Stephen was in a swoon. Then he would have had to take a body something like what Jesus did when he appeared as the gardener and when he said, don't touch me, I have not yet ascended. And it would look very real. It would would look exactly, it would be like a hologram and look exactly like a body but if you put your hand and tried to touch him, your hand would go right through his body. It was a radiant, a spirit radiant, which looks very much like a body. And so Paul didn't know whether Stephen was in a body or in the spirit, but he knew there was something there. And he knew this thing that he couldn't speak about, which was, which was the swoos had something to do with it, but not all of the details at that time. He was told they would be off-limit, and you see why. So there's a lot more that I could give you in the way of scriptures with this, but we'll save that for another time, maybe we'll be able to get to it on part nine. Paul learned a masterful lot on his trip to paradise. He talks about a time persons will be known as they were once known. Inasmuch as a person may have had several lives in generations, when one person's mind-spirit goes into a merging with another person's mind-spirit, a story of life-sharing exchanges a line between those who do the merging. So they align with not go back into their other regenerations, but with the regeneration that is in alignment to them, they align with that spirit when they go into the mergings. And they have the exchanges then of the, that alignment called mergings. <coughs> Pardon me. So Paul merged with Stephen, and it gave Paul a great advantage. Never think all your potentials are, are forespent. Most of the time, it's just a matter of sense development. Don't allow your nerves to create a friction that restricts the breath of God that's trying to breathe upon you and in you. There are many systems of psychoanalysis, but most will crumble with time. The Holy Ghost sees all, knows all. The Holy Ghost is the answer to understand manifest reality. A big takedown to many people comes from agitations in their mind. A person must go in to disalign their agitation as property is not worth the price. Some assets connected to binding the free spirit, a prison penalty, not worth the assets. The Bible says not one brick of st- or stone will be left upon another. Many religions will fall and those who trust in them will be left sorting stones of confusion. And if we choose by unction to speak on the Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit and spirits of humankind, That does not in any way put us into a spiritualism for we are a thousand light years beyond them. But here's something I like. I love this. We shall rise again and there isn't any power on earth that can keep us down. I'm coming to a close here in just about two minutes. Jesus commissioned his disciples to heal the sick and cast out demons to raise the dead. Of course, even raising the dead memory and bringing a person back to memory is a kind of raising the dead. On the plains of common mortal life repetitions, there spouts morbid growths on the mountain sides there too. Heads are cocked at such angles that the eyes are forced by positions to look downward. Then comes the song of amazing grace, and those lost in deep woods begin to feel their way out of the deep woods toward the where of the singing. The old fan wheels begin to roll. When you are in God and the situation demands it, you can live a lie, but it will come to pass that that lie will be transformed to truth. Always bearing in mind, on the other side of a negative, is a positive. And here's my last little presentation. The Holy Spirit's gift of discerning of spirits. The Bible mentions nine gifts given by the Holy Spirit for ministry. And one of those gifts being the discerning of spirits 1 Corinthians 12:10 KJV 1 Corinthians 12:10 If you think being involved in the spirit world is out of the intended range of God's plans for ministry you are vastly unaware of the teaching of the spirit vastly unaware of the teachings of the scriptures there is a major and serious need to be able to discern the spirits of humans and unbodied spirits and sometimes even discern the spirits of anim- animals and finally the world without the spirit is a dead world. And what does it what does it tell us about the spirits merging and joining? Well, it says whatever is joined to the Lord is one spirit, 1 Corinthians 6:17. <coughs> it is clear that when two or more spirits join together there is a oneness. <coughs> Possibly not recognized by most churches. This is what the Holy Ghost is a supernova of the spirit about. Your mortal life values can be filthy, your spirit be contaminated. And the spirit can be filthy, 2 Corinthians 7.1. The way of duality is the plan for every person of overcoming. The Bible says, as Jan is softly playing in the back, the Bible says to pray with the spirit and to pray with the ability of the natural self and to sing in the spirit and Sing in the ability of the natural self, 1 Corinthians 14:15. M-I-V. Further, the Bible advises, and get with get this one, the Bible advises about the baptism of the dead, which is a situation directly dealing with the spirits of the dead, 1 Corinthians 15:29 K-J-V. Put these scriptures together, even without all the other scriptures available, and you have an awesome support from the Bible. And the Spirit of God do not neglect the teachings about spirits and about the world that they belong to during the transition time until the white throne judgment i bid you get on board this holy ghost manifest train study to show yourself approved a workman that need not to be ashamed this is the oil your lamp needs to meet all the coming of this world and the oil your lamp needs to be prepared for the technological advance that is sheer point arrow beaming toward all things are possible as prophesied by Jesus Christ. Thank you, Janet Lee. Carry on.